Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast, and we're on the fourth recording of the day, final one of the day, too. Thank goodness. Uh, I got a bowl of weed that's <laughs> singing my name in very soft, sultry tone, tones. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just do it now. Just gun it now, and we'll just see how this goes. You know, I did smoke before we our first recording, and I've been actually holding it up pretty well. I think it's because it's a hybrid, so it's not one that's okay. put me to sleep or anything like that, but I'm definitely feeling... <laughs> pretty chill doing this recording which i'm not going to complain about um so anyways uh yeah we're talking about alice sweet alice um which when i say it like that it sounds like i'm talking about one movie and the sequel like hey the first movie's called alice the second movie is sweet alice and then the third <laughs> bitter alice uh but no it's one movie uh the official summary three delinquents bring into the oh that's not it that's the one for Don't Breathe. Shit. Well, I didn't record <laughs> <laughs> Going well. That weed is going well already. <laughs> Three delinquents bring into Norman's house. Wait, what? No, that's not how this movie goes. Uh, Alice's 12-year-old girl suffers from her mother's ignorance, who gives her more attention to Karen, her younger sister. She becomes a prime suspect when Karen is brutally murdered. Ugh. Saved. Saved. You know... We're sadly not talking about Don't Breathe. Although I do like Alice, Sweet Alice, even if it is really rough around the edges. There's yeah. some parts of this that I I just don't like. Um, but we'll get to this. Um, by the way, this movie on YouTube, you can watch the whole thing on there. Which Oh, um, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. Whole, whole or there's a... There's an Arrow video special edition that actually just came out for it as well, and that's how I watched it. Okay. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, it's in just, this movie is so crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I also call this movie Animal Abuse, the movie. <laughs> yeah. That scene, how the hell did they get away with that? Apparently they had to cut around it to not get in more trouble. That one with the kitten. Oh, man. A scene of the kitten is awful. But actually, yeah. this movie does have three other titles. It's also known as Communion, Holy yeah. Terror, and The Mask Murders. Mm. Holy Terror is the title that came up for me while I was watching it. And I was yeah. really afraid at first. I was like... <laughs> Although Mask... I, it, it doesn't I, appear anywhere else, right? Like, you don't see that it's called Holy Terror anywhere else. Like, you bring it up on IMDb and it calls it Communion. Yeah. Oh, it's so confusing. I wonder if that's why it took me so long to find a copy. I eventually had to get an illegal copy of it because this movie just, I could not find it anywhere. It, yeah, kind of hard to find. I literally was just like, mm, I'm just going to do a Google search. Literally popped up on YouTube. And it wasn't one of those ones <laughs> where they like edit the audio or edit the video to like get it around, uh, you know, mm -hmm. companies finding it. It literally is just the full movie up there. No chill whatsoever. So, man, how could I not find that? Oh, well, okay. Yeah, although it is also on Canopy, which you can get if you have a library mm -hmm. card. Yeah. So. Did you? Uh, 
Where, uh, did you notice that this movie was definitely inspired by Don't Look Now and Hitchcock movies? Uh, 100%, yeah. And that's yeah. also... There's even a Hitchcock... There's even a psycho ripoff yeah. scene in it with the whole sound cue and everything. And the fall down the stairs, too. Yeah. Mm. Def- definitely, I'm going to say, though, too. Just as an aside, go check out Canopy, because Hoopla is pretty good. <laughs> Canopy, uh-huh. better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah. Also, go to the library. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Don't be like me and sign up for a digital library card just so you can get these things. You should actually go to a library. Just I mean, you can do a lot of things through uh, library websites, too. So you, you might not have to physically go to a library, but they're nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it is just kind of funny because like, I, there's been a few of these popping up. And um, I just find it funny because i'm like oh, i guess i'll get a library card so i can get these streaming services <laughs> um so um but yeah uh why we chose this it, it's a classic you know and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people uh like this movie i think you know not to be too controversial but i do think there's some parts of this that are not uh don't hold up as well like this is a prime movie that could honestly be remade and done better I'm not saying it mm-hmm. should be remade, but like just for the sake of being remade. But if somebody had a good idea for this, I would totally just be like, sure, <clears throat> give me a new version of this movie that's just slightly better. Because And <laughs> it was planned to do. Mm-hmm. There okay. was an, a remake planned and it just got scrapped entirely. But I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you there because I, I don't feel like any of the scores match up with the reality of the movie because there's a 67 percent on meta score and 82 on rotten tomatoes and a 61 audience score i don't see it yeah it's um it's kind of a weirdly problematic movie too like there's some parts to this that like like there's alfonso that like she just goes in and she's like fatty what are you doing fatty and i'm like oh man you would be like slapped with fat shaming now at this point if you did that oh you mean a uh, large man wet crotch is what i have him written down as? <laughs> yeah uh yeah definitely uh you know there's some parts of this i'm just like oh boy this is uh... well and and this movie like i get what it was trying to do like it was trying to be twisty turny all over the place and i i think that like in terms of the plot that works but i also kind of just ended up getting confused a couple times mm-hmm. thinking Same. about like oh they're they're calling her Angela. Like, is it Angela? Is it like who, who even are these people? And, okay, it's it's the old lady now. But then, like, I don't know. It was kind of all over the place for some parts. That it, it was hard to stay focused. I guess that yeah. shift happens out of nowhere. It feels too. Yeah, it kinda, feels yeah. like it's just absolutely out of nowhere. Um, yeah, there's there's many jarring shifts in this movie. Um. And yeah, I don't even understand the the need for Mr. Alfonso's character, um, especially in seeing this that that guy was wasn't an actor. He uh, Alfred Solet actually found he was a bouncer at a gay club. Wow! And he did two more horror movies after, but he's never an actor. So no. I don't know. And I, I know we talked about the cinematography before. There's no credited cinematographer in this movie. That's so weird, right? So I assume it's Alfred Sol. I mean, probably, yeah. Um, yeah no. Can you just can you just not have a cinematographer? Like, is that even a possible thing that I mean, that a movie would do? It's not. It's not. It's extra- incredibly rare. Yeah. 
it, you kind of need a cinematographer, but at the same time, too, I could totally see this guy just being like, let me do it myself. Go home, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> um, Can I uh, just say that uh, Rudolph Wilrich, who plays Father Tom in this one, mm-hmm. he thought he was fucking Marlon Brando in this movie or something. Like, his <laughs> delivery of lines, I'm like, do you know what movie you're in? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? It's playing badass father, you know? He's working yeah. for also uh not to uh you know make this a big deal but uh before alfred souls did this his only other credited film was deep sleep a pornographic film so (laughs) you look at this and think man this looks like a like 70s shot porn movie you're not wrong Uh, also, if you think the dialogue is from a 70s era porn film, you're also not wrong either. So, With the editing to match. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think this is good that we talk about this because I feel like all of us are being a little more critical on this than some other people may be. Like, this yeah. is a low-budget film, but it's low-budget not in the best way. Like, movies can be low-budget and still pull it off. This is low-budget, but it also feels like it's not quite as effective as it could be. Like, if you gave the same budget to a more talented filmmaker, uh, no offense to Alfred Soul, but this could be done better. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Could so, you tell and- that, uh, sorry, could you tell that Paula E. Shepard was a 19-year-old girl instead of a 12-year-old? Mm, I could tell. When we- <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh my God, like that immediately. Is not- that is oh. an Mind blown. No, I'm not kidding, really. It's <laughs> pretty fucking um, obvious. I was just going to ask, so... You guys, the way that you guys kind of talk about it, it seems like, because I'm not necessarily in the critic sphere of movies, mm. do most critics seem to like this movie then? Like, is yeah. it usually positive? This is a very well-regarded oh. film. This, like, there's a lot of 8 out of 10s and, like, 9s out of 10s. Like, this is a pretty well-regarded movie. Do you but, think, like, for, for the time it was made, maybe that is playing into it? Or, like, are... Like, I'm just trying to get a, a handle on this because I feel like there are so many other movies that do this kind of thing so much better. Um, Slant is... Magazine said, said Slant Magazine said that it um, conflates, the, conflates the angst of adolescent sexual development with the fury of Catholic retribution sub- suggesting at times an analog version of David Fincher's Seven. So this had to come after the 90s. Yeah. To get that. I feel weird saying that this movie is about adolescent sexual. Like that does not come across to me at all. In the movie. Alfonso yeah. stuff, it does. Yeah, I I guess so, but like Alice's scenes with her and how she taunts him feels like it feels uh, that feels like that. That's where I get that from. That just mostly seems cr- like extra creepy to me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I don't get. Complex. Uh, called this the fourth best slasher film of all time. Which I'm know. speechless about. Yeah, that. I don't know how to respond to that because that just sounds wrong on all levels. Like I would even say half of the Friday the Thirteenth movies are better than this. <laughs> like, is it just is it just because of the icon? Like, not iconic, but the 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 antagonist wears a creepy mask and a creepy coat. Mm. is it just are people maybe just kind of i think people like to get behind a character that looks extra creepy and i think the visuals of it 
maybe adds a little more to that because I think if you took away the super obviously creepy mask and just had someone in the shadows or something, I think that takes out a lot of what makes this movie, at least for me, actually horror. It's like the there's this one figure who has a very distinct look to them. Yeah. And and I think that's a, a common trope in horror, but I don't know. Everything else just seems so all over the place that it's hard for me to to see. I don't know. I don't know. There's I've only of, seen I, this movie once, so maybe that also plays into it. There's a lot of things, me, like there's the religious imagery and themes like that gets mentioned a lot. There's the fact that there's a twelve year old girl as the villain, which you know what? I'll say, yeah, that's quite unique. I mean, I'm not saying it's the most well-done evil kid movie, because I would classify this more as an evil kid movie, less so as a slasher movie. Um, well, and it's not yeah. even an evil kid movie because she's not actually the evil one in this movie. I mean, it's no. kind of almost hinted at at the end that, oh, maybe, like, she's kind of a dick to people, but I wouldn't necessarily say that she's evil, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, maybe that's just me, though. Yeah. Um also, too, you got the ending with the 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 that little stare that she does, and you're just like, oh boy, like yeah. How that's... does she get the knife? How does she still have the knife? Yeah. Also, how like... is, okay, I can I can I can accept her being able to get away with the paper bag, but to have the actual mur- public murder weapon as well. Yeah. Oh, and in this time that we are right now in our reality, when that cop shoved her on the way by. Yeah, that's the only thing I thought of. Yeah. Um, Also, a lot of people list the scene uh, where um, the two kind of sisters scare each other at the beginning as one of the scariest moments. And I'm like, really? I wasn't that scared by that. (laughs) I feel like like that person that said that this is one of the five best slasher movies. And the person that was one of the scariest things have only seen five slasher movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because not. But I would. So the old woman reveal is very shocking, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a scene. I mean, maybe we'll come up to it for best line, too, because the scene where she's giving the confession in the booth with the father, I thought that was really cool. And like mm-hmm. it was. It was interesting that they they provided that overt insight into why she's doing the things that she's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I do love a good uh, confessional-based uh, horror. Even uh, when I was rewatching Exorcist 3 the other day, I was like, oh, man, like, I just love horror taking place in that setting because it's so intimate and so sort of, like, you don't know who's on the other side. Like, yeah. I think there's some cool ideas here. This is the thing. Like, I... I generally probably like this movie, despite the fact that I can sense that it is not aged well at all. Um, <laughs> this is a movie that definitely, if you were to say Ari Aster is making a remake of Alice Sweet Alice, I'd be like, well, yeah, there you go. Someone needs to do it because it it really is a case of some cool ideas being buried behind really bad execution. Mm-hmm. Um, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's if anything, if it, you're going to give this movie points for anything, it's for having some cool ideas, which I do give it some points for because there are some cool themes and some cool ideas that they have in this. Again, not the best execution, but um, all right. Um, when was the first time you guys watched Alice, Sweet Alice? Uh, for the podcast. 
Yeah, I, I I got the screener from it from Arrow Video for a while, and it's just been sitting on my shelf. So finally had an opportunity to throw it in. Nice. What about you, Taylor? What was the first time you watched this? Yeah, also for the podcast, I hadn't even heard about it before uh, we were going to watch it. So, yeah. Nice. I watched it for one of my 30 days of horror during uh, October. So what I usually do, or 31 days, I guess, is I watch a horror movie a day. I don't know if I'm going to do it this year because I feel like every year I do it, I just consistently just run out of options for things to do. And then I'm just watching like really bad trauma movies or something like that. So, <laughs> um, Was there a prompt for this one or was it just a random 30 movies that you chose? I, I saw it on list. Uh, it was one mm-hmm. of those it's on a days. bunch of lists yeah. which is oh. yeah. yeah and that's what I usually do when I do my 31 days of horrors I look at lists and I'll be like okay I've seen that I've seen that I've seen that and I'll be like oh I haven't seen Alice Sweet Alice so I put it on um and then I first watched it I was actually a little more optimistic on it than I am probably now like when I first watched it I was like this is actually pretty good re-watching it again for the podcast I don't know what it was I think maybe just sensing how dated it really is I wasn't that big of a fan of it this time. Um, it it slightly is docks itself in my mind as being not as good now that I've rewatched it. But when I first watched it, I thought this is pretty good actually. Now I'm a little less inclined to agree that it's a good movie. I think there's it's got a lot of problems, um, but I do think there are some cool ideas here. And I got mm-hmm. think it's just not as executed as well as it could be. I just feel like it's unfocused. Yeah, like it just it it didn't know exactly where it wanted to go, mm-hmm. and then the third act feels very haphazardly rushed. It sure. feels like a different movie almost mm-hmm. by the time it gets that point. Yeah, because like it just it kind of like abandons this whole and like the 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 main Alice character mm-hmm. is off screen for a lot of it because she's in most of the third act mental yeah. institution like yeah. it kind of makes it seem so pointless to have all the setup of her being thrown in as this red herring for these murders and then she isn't even in a lot mm-hmm. of the movie it almost seems like there isn't really a resolution to all that stuff no. that she did before either so as mm-hmm. soon as they get to this the the death scene for Dom's pages where the dad it loses all focus mm-hmm. yeah from that point on that scene was really long too. It seems it's like. so long. <laughs> yeah, the pacing of like, this movie is is atrocious. Like, don't just mm. fucking push him. Get it over with. Why do we got to oh. sit there for ages while you wrestle over a cross? Like, sorry, that's just yeah. Anyway, but bashing his mouth in was fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, between the between either bashing his mouth in or the ant getting stabbed in the foot multiple times and like. There was some serious stuff that I was like cringeworthy stuff, and I know that's exactly what Alfred Soul was going for. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh with the I guess the murderer character I don't remember the old lady's name who actually ends up being the murderer, but I think she at least her character seems to have a concrete motivation for doing things. And I think if it had just been her as the character and there wasn't so much other stuff going on, I think that would have worked much better. Mm-hmm. Like especially because you're watching you're watching her roll his body across the floor, and it's just like it is kind of jarring and kind of horrific. Yeah. But every, like everything else happening around you, it almost like it just takes away from it. It's interesting because it seems like the film doesn't want to imply that a child could be a killer. 
and it seems like they're like, well, no, 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 let's go with Mrs. Tredoni, uh yeah. at the end. Yeah. But then you sort of subterfuge that too by having Alice come out with Mrs. Tredoni's bag and you're like, oh, so she was the killer after all? Or like maybe you just didn't want to show it. It's it definitely I feel like there was some bit of moralism kind of tied into this because I'm sure they didn't want to actually properly follow through with Alice being the killer. They rather, you know, yeah, shove her to the side, have Mrs. Tredoni be the killer, but then have Mrs. Tredoni killed. It, it's just very strange. Yeah. yeah and like it is when she pulls out that knife, it almost kind of relating it back to Joshua, the movie we talked about last episode, yeah. it almost made it seem like, oh, maybe she's been this mastermind behind all of this and she planned it all so it looked like this, but it didn't end up being that way. No. Okay. Uh, one email. Uh, George says, I like Alice out of all the evil kids. She really is in control for most of the movie. No, she's not. What the hell are you talking no. about? I'm sorry. No. I, I, I disagree. No, she's not. Like, she's sidelined, and I guess maybe I can see where you're getting at, because at the end, she has the knife, but, like, she wasn't it's in so... control. Sorry. No, and it, it's so ridiculous. Like, that final reveal of her taking everything and, like, maybe continuing, the, it's so it's so spur- it's so scattershot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so? Mm-hmm. You know, especially like like Taylor said, taking the focus off her for the, the almost the last part of that entire film. So what's mm-hmm. the fuck's the point? Mm-hmm. The fuck's the point of that ending? What's yeah. the point of making it Mrs. Tredoni? Like I, none of it, none of it coheses in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, especially Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say again. I don't think Alice is an evil kid. I don't think we no. can classify her as part of that group because even though the end scene may imply that she's deep down maybe she is a psychopath she doesn't actually kill anyone in this movie she doesn't actually do any of the evil Uh, things other than being a little bit of a dick because she doesn't get enough attention from her parents yeah yeah and and mrs tredoni's beef seems to be with her mother catherine that that she was a whore that got communion like that is the that is the battle her whole battle and alice doesn't factor into that at all no. there's mm-hmm. no point where alice factors into this at all so what the fuck is her connection to miss tredoni and then like none of it makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> i think like mm-hmm. a while back you. taylor you were saying like we need more movies we disagree on and i'm like well at least we all found one we disagree on this time like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah or at least yeah. I disagree that it, uh, it's a good movie because yeah i just think it's interesting that people really love this movie and I think the first time I watched it, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, like this is a good movie. But rewatching, I'm like, no, there's a lot of this that on your, I mean, even on your first watch, probably doesn't stand up. But on a mm-hmm. second rewatch, you're like, oh, shit, like this doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. I mean, I, no. I agree with you guys that individual pieces have a good backbone to them, but altogether, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the mark. Um, do you have a favorite line from the movie? Um, are mama's little babies hungry? Mama's hungry. Oh, creepy. <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Anything Alonso said was just like, oh my gosh, this guy is like, like this guy would be me too in a second nowadays. 
there's a there's another line too when um the mother is getting alice out of the i don't even know if it's an asylum or just like a medical facility mm. and like right after the dad dies and she says something to alice like he kept his promise to you it's because of him you're coming home and she says it in a way that's supposed to be reassuring but like how fucking sinister is that to say to your kid before they even know that their father has died you're mm. basically being like yeah you're only getting out of here because your dad died like <laughs> Uh, and then I think there was, uh, I like the lines between Mrs. Trudoni and the mother when she's waiting for the husband to come home beforehand and Mr. Mrs. Trudoni's just being like real creepy and like talking about how, uh, God took her daughter away from her and showed her that it's children that pay for the sins of their parents. And it was just really creepy. I liked that too. Mm -hmm. Um... Did we ever get confirmation that it was Tredoni who killed Karen? No. I guess not, no. No. Yeah. Well, at this point, we assume it's Alice, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm always curious about when I rewatch this movie. Is which like, makes none of it, which is, all, again, part of the problem. I mean, I guess I buy into Alice killing her and not to Tredoni. But then it's like, well, how does Tredoni factor in? This movie makes less sense than Friday the 13th Part 5. And that's saying a lot, because that movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Um, best performance in this movie. Do you have a favorite performance? Um, I would say... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Paul E. Shepard as Alice. Okay. I mean, she's... Especially those that stuff with... Uh, with uh, what's his, with uh, Mr. Alfonso, mm. that stuff's just really messed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as much as we've shit on on the way this movie looks, uh, I really need to mention that the knife embedding itself in that handrail after mm. dropping through the stairwell is fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there are some interesting shots in this. Like, mm -hmm. they're seldom and few and far between, but they're there. That took 42 takes. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Um, I almost want to say the father or maybe even Miss Tredoni just because they have some good, like, scenes bouncing off of each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to decide because I feel like things are kind of on the same level for a lot of different characters for this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Alice, Paula E. Shepard by default, like, she does a good job, even if, yeah, they sideline her for a good part of the movie. But that's the part that kind of sucks, it's like, I gotta wish she was around a little bit longer, just so you could have her have a little bit more material, but still, she, she does a decent job with what she has, so. Yeah, there was the the scene when she's being left in the hospital and her mom leaves and she turns around and has like a heartbreaking moment of going, "Mommy, don't leave me." That was really good. Yeah. Uh Paula Shepard only appeared in two movies too. She was in this and Liquid Sky. So, you know, not not exactly a well-known actress. In fact, she probably really, she only did two uh, two roles. So, whatever you're up to nowadays, Paula, I hope you're enjoying it. Um <laughs> Best kill in the movie. Um, Dom Spages. Yeah. I was thinking either Alfonso or him. 
Or, or actually, no, I'm going to go with Karen because it's pretty horrific. They don't show the aftermath until later where you see the picture on the dumbwaiter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really well done. It, it captures... You don't need to see the ba- the body because I think the look on the ant's face speaks volumes, right? So yeah. it, it's a pretty horrific scene. And anytime you kill a kid, especially a precocious, beautiful little kid like uh, Brooke Shields, uh, <laughs> it's it's holy crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and like the whole situation of it happening in a church right before communion too, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you're supposed to be taking in the body of Jesus to save you and then you're killed right before it. Like that's, that's a pretty big thing too, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I almost have to go. I want to go with Dom's, the father's death, just because of how ridiculous it was, just like tying him up and pushing <laughs> him over the thing. But it went on. They made me watch it for so long that I feel like I, I out of spite, I can't choose that one almost, you know, mm. um, uh, but uh, uh, that's probably my favorite kill. Nice. It's worth noting too, um, the actress that plays Catherine, married to Jason Miller, who uh, many will know from The Exorcist. Father Karras. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool, actually. That's actually probably the most interesting thing about this movie. Yeah. And <laughs> and Linda Miller, yeah, the same actress. She was also in a little uh, Adult Swim sketch called Too Many Cooks. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that video? Yeah. She's in there. If you haven't seen too many too many cooks, you you need to see it. You really, I don't even want to describe it. It's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they have their uh, son Jason Patrick, who's a pretty well regarded actor in his own right. So, yes. Um. All right. Uh, yeah, we did, did best kill dumbest decision in this movie. Um, when Tom, I don't know, tries to see if the person that's gonna that stabbed him is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't make what the fuck was me. that? Like, oh, don't worry, you don't have to be afraid. You're the one who should be afraid, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, like so dumb. Yeah. I don't understand why you would ever try and come after or go after and see if the person who tried to stab you is okay or did successfully stab you. Mm-hmm. That's when you know. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything else really specific. No. I mean, if anything, like, there's actually a lot of smart decisions being made in this movie. Like, I don't know. They're like, Alice is obviously messed up. Let's send her away. But, I mean, obviously they don't know about Tredoni and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's not really a dumb decision. But, yeah. There's, there are parts of this movie where I'm just like, eh, you know, I feel like it actually kind of works as in terms of making smart decisions. It doesn't work as a movie because Alice goes off for like, yeah, a good portion of the movie and you're like, oh, isn't this movie kind of about her? But uh, not quite. She she did, makes a detour for quite some time. So Poor Alice doesn't get attention from her parents, doesn't get attention even when there's supposed to be a movie about her. Yeah. Shoved off to the side. They were like, hey, let's call this uh, Tredoni Sweet Tredoni, but it doesn't just roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this movie should just be called Jesus Sweet Jesus. Yeah. I like it. There you go. I would have watched that in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. I think well, it didn't like- work out with, didn't work out to a Spike Lee's The Sweet Blood of Jesus. Oh, gosh. 
Well, you know, he's got the five bloods coming out soon, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think it's time to give this a score. What are you two thinking for a score? I'm giving it a six out of ten. Uh, there's still parts that are entertaining about it. I, I like the chances it took, but it largely paints itself into a nonsensical corner, and I just can't get over that. Yeah, I'm at a six as well. Um, this this movie definitely it's it's dated in a lot of ways, and there are some cool kills and there's some cool moments, but it's not quite enough to make it a worthy piece. But I think for those cool individual moments, it's an interesting march at least to get those. But mm-hmm. I don't think it works together as a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think six is what feels right for me too. I definitely think a remake of this could tie a lot of stuff together. Like maybe have the the daughter and Mrs. Trudoni be working together like hot fuzz style where you think it's one person doing it and then it turns out it's like a lot of people. And mm-hmm. you know, I think that yeah. would be kind of cool. Um but yeah, I, 6 6 feels right to me. It, it, there are some parts that I will def I like I would maybe just rewatch this movie also just to have fun with the parts I did like, but that's about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, we're finally done. Four recordings in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. Uh, my website is stevestebbing.ca, and you can uh, hear me every week on the shift with Drex at 11 p.m. Pacific time. It's on the Chorus Entertainment Network, so just kind of check what's local to you. Taylor, how about you? Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter and other social media. My username is at Cersianic. And I feel like I don't know what the situation in the world is going to be like by the time this comes out. But it's just a reminder that you should put your money into companies that support your communities. Yes. And that's about it. Exactly. And I'm over at 3 where we just pump out kind of stupid content that people enjoy. So you know what? Have fun. You know... Maybe you're not ready to be entertained, and that's totally fine, but uh, maybe you do want to be entertained, and if you do, that's where it is. Um, <laughs> film Critic Kurt on Twitter, Fatal Koala on Letterboxd. Until next time, everyone, bye for now. <laughs>